You are now tuned in to the Wrestling Purists. And there's the opening bell. As always, welcome back to the Wrestling Purist podcast alongside Jeff. My name is Ryan. Uh, tag team back again. Uh, break it, is, break it. Let's begin. There, there you go. Um, before we get started, I um, want to send some love to our friends at Next Generation Wrestling Tennessee. Uh, they have their Uncivil War event going on tonight. If you are in the Knoxville, Tennessee area or any surrounding area, um, get to that show. I have never been to even a mediocre or just a just an average Next Generation Wrestling Tennessee show. Um, it's always been above average. The, uh, the action's good. Um, some people you may not know by name, but by the end of that match, you will. Um, so you can go to nextgentn.net, get your tickets, because uh, they don't always sell their tickets at the door if it's um, if it's booked uh, close to capacity. So you want to go to their website, get your ticket there. Um, also, if you didn't watch Death Before Dishonor last night, you probably, in my opinion, missed the pay-per-view of the year. Um, now there are going to be some AEW marks that are going to say, oh, well, there were two AEW pay-per-views this year, so it's at least third. <laughs> um, I'm going to stop you right there. Um, there wasn't an average match on this card. I think if there was one average match, it was maybe the six-man tag title match, but even then you've got Dalton Castle and the boys doing you know, Dalton, you know, Dalton Castle stick. And if you've seen Ring of Honor, you've seen Dalton Castle before, you know, he knocks it out of the park. Um, I think it was, I think it was Fightful on Twitter last night that was like, uh, Dalton, that just put it out there, Dalton, Dalton Castle's good. And I was like, yeah, he's damn good. And he has yeah. been. Well, where the, where have you, where's Fightful then? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Fightful doesn't cover that. Come on. Oh, oh, Fightful is... Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. That's probably all it. Damn. Yeah, so... um, But yeah, I'm not going to share a whole lot. I think I might just do maybe... um, I, Maybe another um, uh, episode like Monday or Tuesday. So I didn't watch because I was out at a DC United mm-hmm. game. Um, And no, I, I don't like DC United. So let's get that in the air. Um, but two... So let me ask you this, Cod. I, I'm a, actually as soon as I get off of this podcast, I'm going to watch it. Um, was it a Ring of Honor pay per view, or was it AEW doing a Ring of Honor pay per view? So it was no pressure. No, and I'm and I'm trying to think of a good way to put this because I the thing that really bothered me, I think, was that it it was. The hard cam is where is where your AEW hard cam is. And to me, that's not a ring of honor thing. You know, it's 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 your generic, you know, 
wrestling show, hard cam. Um, you know, you've got your you got your ramp to the left coming into shot, and then you've got your shot, and then maybe you've got commentary to the right. Um, which um this I enjoyed for this show. Commentary was at ringside. Um where it where should always be. It should. Ring Ring of Honor's always gone like back back and forth with that. Um and normally they just have the table at ringside as of late, where it's just been you know, like Bobby Cruz, uh, you know, whoever's working the bell or whatever. So they actually had those two tables side by side over off to the side. But it was and it was just wooden tables, just with just with like a drape over it. So I liked that. And I liked how uh, the stage was set up. It was very Ring of Honor-esque. Um, it almost looked a little bit like Impacts, where they have um, where they have, you know, the you know, video graphic board, and then like they have the separating panels going out wide. Okay. Um, but I liked it. The look of it was good. Um, Rickabani and Caprice on commentary all night gave it the vibe. Um, so I think for the most part, if you're an AEW, oh, if you're an AEW fan, this is a show you'll like. If it's a ring, if you're a Ring of Honor fan, a Ring of Honor original, I think there's a lot to like about the presentation and the vibe of this show. Right. So I'm I'm actually excited. Well, I mean, I was already excited. You were texting me last night about it, but I'm just yeah. texting the guys. But I'm just saying, um, I'm excited to get into this thing today. When you're when you're look, and you already know that the Ring of Honor World Title it was between Jonathan Gresham and Claudio Castagnoli, and mm-hmm. when I can safely tell you that wasn't the first or second best match on the card. Um, you know your card was good. Yeah, well, I mean, it also doesn't surprise me because anytime you got them boys, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and look, I'm going to spoil this because I already spoiled it for you last night. The return of the embassy. <laughs> yeah. Look, Prince Nana don't Didn't know you Nana wanted things. It. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Didn't know you wanted it back. Oh my gosh. It was great to see him. Um, and I will say that he came out with, um, Gates of Agony and Brian Cage on the pre-show. So I don't know if it's a slow burn and they're just slowly building these guys up. Um, but, but here's, but here's my problem with that. And I promises it and then we'll jump to the show. Um, so they went against the ragtag trio of Alex Zane, competent wrestler, Blake Christian, competent wrestler, and mm-hmm. the wild card in all of this was Tony Deppin. Tony Deppin, well, that's a that's a yeah, I'll do it. I mean, he's kind of the kind of the eight ball in this kind of you know trio. Yeah, but I mean, it was a it was a good match, and then when Jonathan Gresham came out. Nana didn't come out with him, but he was out at ringside like later in the match. So I don't know if that seed's planted for later down the line. I don't know, but 
yeah, if you didn't watch it, uh, Jeff's going to watch it right after we're done here. Uh, you <laughs> should find time because it was because it was worth it. And you know what? It ended before 11 o'clock. And you know what? For for anybody who wants to choose an AEW show, you can add an extra hour at least to your to your like to your match card. You know, it, it it was. I was so pleasantly happy that it was ten fifty five, Eastern Standard Time. In case we have anybody listening on, you know, Central Mountain or, you know, Pacific Time. Um, it was ten fifty five, and you had FTR. You know, Briscoe's just ended. That was that was your main event, and they just wrapped up the show. That was it. I was so happy. Oh, no smiles, no like, hey, watch our Wednesday uh, episodic television. That's free. Um, I will say yeah. that it set up, I think, what either is the next rivalry or maybe even the next matchup. Uh, um, but I will tell you that there wasn't a schmoz. There wasn't a brawl. It was, it was clean. Should be all right. Moving off of that, um, Jeff, take about um, no more than like a minute or two. Mm-hmm. Um, because very recently, uh, this would be Friday. Um, legend in our sport, Vince McMahon retired. Mm-hmm. Um, no more than a minute or two, just, just some brief thoughts. Maybe what's next? Uh, how do you feel? What do you think's coming next? Um, go ahead. Um, I don't know. I guess I mean, uh, Vince is a lot of things, a lot, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, hey, we'll, we'll see if this is an actual retirement or if this isn't a work. I'm still waiting for him to flip back his uh, his hood and say, you know, it was me, Austin, and it was me all along, Austin, <laughs> but. I guess, I guess we'll see, you know, um, you start doing some of those things and NDAs and $12 million and doing that type of stuff, but it's always going to come good. It's always going to catch up with you. Uh, but as in like wrestling, um, again, he's not perfect by any means. Uh, but there's a bunch of people that know wrestling because of Vince McMahon. And that's a good, bad, or indifferent. Now, of course, you know, NWA, AWA, and all that stuff, like, we are purists. But to some extent, you know, stars that he's put on television, and I mean, th- those women and men have to wrestle themselves and get themselves over, I understand that. But I mean, just the actual platform, you know, and what he's done for wrestling. Um, and even against wrestling, we could do a whole damn thing on that and on getting syndication and all that but mm-hmm. yeah vince is vince and vince is going to do what vince wants to do um and right now he's feeling the heat and we'll see where it goes yeah i'm just going to share just a very brief two cents on this and this is a super extreme comparison because i know that there have been other instances and other examples i could have used but this is very much so similar in a lot of ways to kind of the downfall of a lot of 
a lot of wrestlers um, to where what they do within the industry itself and their impact on the industry and the business is, 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 is just superb and it's substantial and it's, and it's a feel and you're doing things within the business that are being used to this, to this day. Um, you take, for instance, um, Chris Benoit. And that's when I say it's the extreme here to where nobody can, you know, and I know there was a whole thing with, you know, Jordan Grace very, very recently and was saying that, you know, what she said. Um, nobody can take away really what Chris Benoit did, I think, for the professional wrestling industry. Um, you know, what kind of he left his mark as far as um, his, you know, in-ring style, um, kind of the things that he would do within his own matches that would kind of leave the mark on the business. Um, and then the other side of it, whereas all these, um, all of these NDAs and payoffs with Vince on one side, um you know, this kind of not it's it's kind of heinous in a you know different way. Um yeah. and then Chris Benoit on the other side where yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. what he did was you know really really horrible. So I know that's an extreme example, but it's one of those things where you know people are gonna be bastardizing him for you know what he's done, who he's paid off, um I okay, but it's 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 one of those things where if you're a professional wrestling fan, you already know where that line is divided between what they've done for the business and what they've done outside of the business. And I think this is a situation where the people who are going to condemn Vince McMahon for what he's done and not, you know at least give him the respect that he deserves for what he's given to the business of professional wrestling. I think, you know, I think should just take another look at everything. And, um, and now I'm not saying that I'm condoning anything. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. is done. Yeah. I'm not, you know, saying, Oh, you know, don't worry about that. Just focus on the good things. No, I'm saying yes, condemn him, but you know, at this in the same breath, take what he's done and given to pro wrestling and just give him that respect. So I think you're gonna see maybe some more things come out here in the woodworks in the next oh, few well. weeks, months, year. Yeah. Um, but in the same breath, just remember it he was probably the top heel in the late 90s. So oh that's my yeah. that's my that's my two cents. Um I'm gonna piggyback off of it too. Sorry. Um I, I'm I'm a firm believer on what you just said, I'm a firm believer that, you know, to quote Chain and Sharp, um, two things can be true, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like both things can be true. He can be this person who's, again, we're not condoning it, but doing all this stuff with these women, this, that, and other, blah, 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 blah. But he's also done really good stuff for the business of wrestling. And like you said, you can't take that stuff away, just like you can't take the stuff away that he's done bad. It's a two-way street, you know? You can still be a trailblazer and a pioneer and this, that, and the other. Like, you know, even Benoit, again, we're not condoning what he did. But 
his good wrestling and the stuff he's done, you know, up to that point is still good. Those are still good things. Like you can do a bad thing, have a bad situation. It, again, that's in a, that's a total fucking extreme, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like, you know, someone does something bad and goes to jail forever or does something that doesn't mean their whole life and everything they've done has been just bad and rotten to the core. No, mm-hmm. no not at all. Um, that's all I'm saying. Two yeah. things can be true. Exactly. Um, if Vince would have just stayed on the job, you know, kind of worked through this, you know, worked through the scandals and everything, would have probably meant that he was saying no surrender. Uh, the TNA show that uh, we're covering today from 2005. If you're listening to this, fans, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to shoehorn us back in some after you're just submarining the show here for a brief second. Um, this is the first uh, no no surrender event from TNA, um, July 17, 2005, from the infamous Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. Um, this is this is what I grew up on. It was this, and um, very briefly, whatever was going on in the in WWE. I can firmly say that keeping tabs on one brand or, you know, one or one company and fully watching the other, this is the one that I was watching at the time. And it wasn't because of what WWE was doing, was doing or wasn't doing. Um, It was something different. It was something that honestly, you know, there, there really hasn't been, a true second option since the beginning of 2001. So you're looking at over four years of you have to watch this product. If you want to watch professional wrestling in the, in the United States, you know, I mean, there's other options obviously outside of the States, but this was your other option now in 2005, you know, and it was something that really kind of got me hooked. It was, they were doing some really great stuff at the time. Now, they were also in partnership with and with NWA, um, as we'll see in the main event, as the NWA World Heavyweight Championship is uh, on the line. Um, as as Raven won it at last month's Slammiversary in the King of the Mountain match, which I've reviewed that match in a in a previous life and not a, not a terrible match, but um, obviously we've covered a lot of mid two thousands content here. Um, So we've kind of run the gambit here, but um, anything Jeff, you want to add about um, the beginnings of TNA when they would actually have a TV deal? So um, this is, um, I love going back and watching these pay-per-views because this is just not my wheelhouse. Um, at this time, you know, to the same thing that I that I uh, get on people for doing now, um, I was doing t- not as hardcore, but, you know, back then I just, you know, TNA was new and I, we had to draw a line somewhere and I was a WWF guy and... And not that I didn't watch TNA. I watched TNA. Not not at the clip. You watched it, Cod. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It, you know, it's it's 
this isn't a bad pay-per-view. And I know we haven't even gotten to that yet, but like, um, it's just new and different. It's exactly what you said it is. It's it's a lot of the same guys that you do know, some of the guys that you don't know, or not don't know, but just, you know, TNA guys. And it's, all, it's a mixture in between. And like you said, uh, I think anything new has buzz until it doesn't, obviously. But mm. yeah, it's, you know, it's new. It's fresh. Yeah, and I think um, we've honestly discussed this in length, but I think that TNA would kind of, you know, you know, ride that wave until we would get Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff into the fray at the beginning of 2010. Um, because honestly, I'm I was a TNA guy, and I'm not afraid to say it. TNA was putting on a great product for me at a time where um, WWE was having a lot of John Cena content in your face. And that's not a bad thing. You know, I mean, that's their guy. You know, I mean, nobody's going to shame you for that. Um, But for me and something different, I would ride the wave right on with them. Um. And then you have people that when AJ Styles came over to WWE in the Rumble, he came on, he he uh, he came out and you know you know did his thing at the top of the ramp, and you you have half the people going, yeah, that's awesome, and half the people going, who the hell is this? Yep, yep, and um, we we even see that today in current in current wrestling when you know somebody from wrestling's past come comes out and everybody just stops and stares and half people are cheering half people are like digging in their nuts like just not knowing what to do but um yeah tna always at least gave you a reason to keep watching good good or bad (laughs) yes um so let's see which one this is, though. Um, one thing that TNA for me has always done is really cool opening video packages. Um, always good voiceover, good good graphics, knocking it out of the park. Um, very interesting opener there. Um, but we get the legendary commentary team of Mike Tanay, Don West. Um, they say that the pre-show was wild and he used the, they used the phrase wild. So I went and I found it. Don't ask why. <sighs> um, so you had a, you had a promo from, ja- from James Mitchell. It was typical father James Mitchell. Type of type of promo. Um, Jeff Jarrett and Mike Tanay have you know this you know segment about major releases in WWE. Yeah. Um. And Jarrett claims that TNA management is going to bring in a bunch of those guys. To replace its homegrown top names. Again, 
I don't have the context because the, again, this is just a pay-per-view to me, you know? Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but I didn't understand that. It's I, I, I'd understand what they were trying to do with this. Yeah. It was definitely interesting to say the least. I'm watching this and I'm like, the hell are you driving at and it almost um you know you know jeff jarrett's not on the card um but he was definitely it feels like portraying himself as a heel like a heel authority figure um but i'm not getting into that as far as and then there was a match between shocker and jarrell clark that went about two minutes long so I'm really questioning all already. Like I paused where I was at in the pay-per-view. There, there was, they said, pretty sure it's wild. And then they talked for a little bit and then pause. I'm like, what's wild? And then I look back and I still am sitting here saying, what was wild? Wild and crazy. Yeah. So our opener for No Surrender 05 is we have AMW. Uh, Chris Harris, sorry, the Wildcat Chris Harris and the Cowboy James Storm uh, taking on Alex Shelley and Matt Bentley, Michael Shane, whatever you want to call him. Um, I'm probably going to call him Michael Shane. Um, Jeff, I'll let you lead in. What do you got? Um, yeah, so seeing Alex Shelley forever um, and a day. Um it's we it's it well it's not weird but it's cool seeing him here because he he's Alex Shelley but he's not mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean yep. like here he does he doesn't have his uh you know he's a baby 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 Alex Shelley you know yes. so that that was that was cool to see you know and he hasn't gotten his gimmick down all together his wrestling is good but he's not like I said you know the Alex Shelley of now which is fine um people get better over the time nothing wrong with that. Um, but I really enjoyed this match, this mm-hmm. this opener. I thought it was a tag match w- with spots, but not um, not egregious. You know, they did tag team thing, tag team things. They had some chain wrestling in this thing. They had a little bit of everything. Um, you know, spoiler alert. Uh, believe it or not, a super kick was a finisher. Um, <laughs> I know that sounds crazy to some of you guys because depending on how old you are, but believe it or not, that was a finisher. I think that's um, called a sweet chin music. Uh, it's a finisher. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, this was a solid, solid match all the way through. It gave you everything that you wanted. It had some, like I said, high flying stuff, out of, out of the ring stuff, catch can wrestling stuff, holds, grappled. Um, Kyle also, and if you watched, I mean, well, obviously I know you watched I really enjoyed this referee too. I don't know who this guy is, but I actually watched watch this match twice. Um, Whoa! Because I was, yeah, I okay. was feeling. I was feeling your boy. Um, See now, I don't remember who the ref is. My only note on it was that he wasn't doing his goddamn job. Well, <sighs> I'm not talking about that guy. Okay, um, I'm talking about he was a little over the top. Um, but you got to think it's 2005, you know, yeah. and it fit with the match. And I just kind of liked his whole deal, you know, which may go against some of my own principles, but 
again, I will give credit where credit is due. It's at the end when you get the one, two, three, he points for the bell and you get a like a double guns um oh, okay. deal. I was all yeah. in this guy. Good old double good old double guns. Um mm-hmm. I see I'm now I'm now having to like relook this up. Um be, because I wanna know who this is. Um I wanna say Right off the bat, I'm thinking of like either Rudy Charles or you know, or you know Slick Johnson. Thinking of one of them. I don't think it's Rudy. I don't think it's Slick. Rudy Charles. Yeah. Okay. Rudy Charles sticked with TNA for a while. Um. Yeah, that's really my only knock and gripe about this. Is I mean, it was a, it was an above average tag tag match it's good enough to not be a tv match um like you said there was nothing egregious um you had a little bit of everything in it um we didn't get any count outs um tracy brooks didn't get ejected uh for the low blow um i mean i mean chris harris didn't really sell it that well anyway so yeah i mean a pass for that but um yeah 100 percent that it's wild that in 2022 um we're watching a match where it finishes actually a super kick i couldn't believe it i really i was waiting for like he, um, he, as a wrestling purist and watching wrestling my whole entire life even i was waiting for like i, I don't know someone to swanton bomb somebody and break this thing up he super kicked him and pinned him. I was like, "Oh, wow, no shit." We didn't. Like, we didn't. Any, we we didn't even get any any streamers right before. Once I saw that, I was like, "Wow, this is a good pay per view." One one match in. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Just just like that, my brain my brain stripped. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Alex Shelley gets super kicked by James Storm. AMW gets the win. Um. But yeah, this is a pretty decent opener. Um, right after the match, um, the um, <laughs> um, James Storm gets leveled by his own super kick. So, um, a little bit of a tit for tat there with the uh, yeah. you know, super kicks. But, um, watching this show, would you believe? That three out of the four guys in this match have recently been on impact. Wow. Man, 2005. So, to put it into context, Alex Shelley is getting a shot at the impact world title here at Emergence coming up. Um, He went over Chris Saban on on a TV episode recently to, to get the shot. Um, and then we just had AMW come back, um, as a part of like the fight for impact wrestling and TNA and, um, fend and fending off honor no more. So, um, they all actually have had a match as of late. <laughs> um, I just, you know, they look, look like Goldberg. They're good. Um, Chris Harris is Chris Harris. Let's just put it like that. Um, James James Storm, um, 
looks better here than he did in NWA. Yeah, he he looked. I hadn't seen his, you know, his early stuff in a while, and I looked at him here, and I was like, God, like now he looks like it just. And I mean, his face, like now he looks like a grandpa. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But like here, he looks great. God, he looks like a million dollars. Yeah. Um, now, now you know why they would strap the rocket to him here pretty soon, and we get AMW breaking up and get beer money and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, pretty good opener, enjoyable. Um, so we then get a recap of the pre-show segment between Jarrett and Mike Tanay. Um, and then we find out that Rhino will be in the building tonight. Hooray. Is he in the building tonight? <laughs> Um, we get a Team Canada promo. Um, Team Team Canada. Ooh, oh Canada. Um, and Shane Douglas is the is the is the interviewer. Two thousand five. Man. <laughs> hey, what's a fat? Times. Who's a fat yeah. chick's favorite wrestler? Oh uh, boy, it's the it's the French fries, Shane Douglas. Shane, oh, French oh, great. Um, but they um, but Team Canada essentially says they're going to take out Lance Hoyt. Uh, for putting Scott Demore in the hospital, it's Canadian payback time. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Is it bad? Eh, I mean, it's 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 a little corny. It's very soap opera y. But look, I'm all for it. I'm all for for I'm all for heel foreigners. Uh yeah. I mean, these promos all night long just weren't it. But you know, hey, you can't. Yeah, can't knock everything out the park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we then move on to the Super X Cup qualifier. Um, yes. Um, this was the second uh, Super X Cup t- tournament that uh, TNA put on. Um. But yeah, this is um, a four-way with Elix Skipper. Sorry, Prime Time Elix Skipper, mm-hmm. Mikey Bats, uh, the Guru Sanjay Dutt, and give me a shell, yeah himself, Shark Boy. Why are you not a? Sh- well, I know why you're not a Shark Boy guy. I'm not a Shark Boy. Guy. It's fine. I get it. It's fine. Then Shark Boy like. If you're gonna wear elbow pads, like wear tape on your wrist or something. Like, oh, jeez, <laughs> he has elbow pads on with no like wrist tape. He just looks like, just looks like he works at Spirits or like, oh god. His gra- his grandma or his aunt made him this his ring gear. Get out of here! No shark boy. Why is he boy? Why is he not shark man? Or something. 
Sharknado. I don't know. I don't know. L- look, I'm really glad you brought that up because it reminds you of there was this whole uh there's whole SpongeBob episode and it was and you know the superheroes within SpongeBob, they were they were Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, but they were just two old guys. Mm-hmm. And there was one episode where Barnacle Boy is like, I want to be called Barnacle Man. Uh, and then he turns heel and forms like super yeah. villains and um I, so I mean hey. I remember uh, uh I remember listening to an episode of Cornet years ago and he was saying when he was in TNA, he was like, you know, they they didn't have like a ton of ton of money, you know, well like for for gimmicks and stuff, you know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. He was like, and then they go out and they spend like four grand on like all this material to build. No, no, I, I have no idea what they're talking about. Maybe you do. But he was like, uh, you know, they go out and they spend all this money on material and pay these guys to make this to make this like layer or home for like Shark Boy to do like a 30 second uh like a 30 second uh, video package you know you know <laughs> you i know think i know exactly the one you're talking about too yeah i um, guess he's supposed to be underwater or something like yes. that you know what i mean oh like, my gosh i yeah, know yeah. exactly yeah it's like he's um it's like it's like he can't compete he's injured and they like make his underwater home with like you know like his shark kid and like shark wife it's <laughs> yeah 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 Quinn it's said, bad Quinn but Quinn it's said, good Cornet said they're just hemorrhaging money and they're spending, you know, yep. three, four grand for the material, you know, hiring actors or like, like, like you know what I'm saying? Like for, a, you know, a 30 second, a minute clip that's not even like an angle. It's just the, you know what I'm saying? Ugh. Yeah. See now, God damn, it's, it's good. I'll have to find it and send it to you later. Um, but this X Division match is okay. Um, the winner of this gets um gets a spot in the in the Super X Cup. Um, no like match to get a match to get a match to get in, or you know anything of that nature. It's you win and you're in. Okay, um, it's kind of a spot fest, but it's it it gets sloppy. It's, it's at tasteful times. though. Yeah, it's 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 tasteful at at first. Yeah, and then it gets. You know, loose and not not botchy, but like you said, sloppy. Yeah, um, there is one spot in this. Um, it is. Let me see. It is that Elix Skipper gets hit with the uh, Dead Sea drop, and it's almost like it was like a phantom bump that he took from that. I think yeah. that was the most egregious one. Um, I mean, it was good action. I mean, there's just there's just nothing to there's there's nothing to specifically pinpoint out of everything that's going on, other than 2005 Sanjay Dutt's a dude. Like, yeah, yeah. let's let's the let's play for the Himalayas. Jeet <laughs> up from the feet up. I mean, yeah, 100 correct. Hey. Um, they wore all white last night. Um, in a backstage thing they did. Um, mm-hmm. and he looked like 2005. So I did not swear to God. Looked yeah. great. Looked Again, fantastic. like sorry, sorry to submarine the show, but um, there was wrestling down at our like, uh, you know, just like 
po- not well, I, I don't disrespect anybody, but like Podunk wrestling down when you're at like a little county fair, mm-hmm. and Mickey James was out there wrestling, and she's absolutely a million dollars. Um, and then Sanjay Dutt was wrestling, and this this is probably like six or seven years ago. And Sanjay Dutt's out there wrestling, and again because because wrestling didn't start until 2017. Exactly. Um, the Ring of Honor World Rest, uh, the, the Ring of Honor TV champ and 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 World Heavyweight champ Jay Lethal is just walking around and nobody knows who he is. <laughs> and I was like, yep. Jay Lethal, and he he looked and was like. Oh shit! Like, <laughs> you know, what I mean? like somebody recognized like, me in this podunk town. Well, 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 one somebody recognized me and like he was kind of happy, but then then on the other end, I could see in his face he was like, "Damn, I thought I was gonna be able to come down here and kind of just <laughs> like you know what I'm saying." And I was like, "Nah, man, you're good, man. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pull up your spot out here in front of everybody." But like, like Jay Wrestling Royalty, Jay Lethal is out here walking around at the damn county fair, and man, nobody's nobody's the wiser. I'd take oh, a picture yeah. and send it to. I'd take a picture and send it, send it to my cousin because if I had texted him like, "Hey man, Jay Lethal's down here at the County Fair wrestling re- wrestling promotion," he'd have told me kick rocks. <laughs> Sorry, I had to tell that story. Oh my gosh, you know it's crazy to think that you know, and that and that happens all the time nowadays, where like we um, and I think this is just because of where we were, but um. It's um God, who did we see? Now I'm drawing a book. Oh. Baltimore? Oh no. Uh we saw um Silas Young a few weeks back. And I think he was to the point where he was like, Nobody here fucking knows who I am. So he's just yeah. standing in the door, just just in his ring gear, just smoking a cigarette. Just yeah, whatever. Like yeah. Shane Taylor comes out, they have no idea who he is. Yeah. He's just a black guy. Look at this black guy. He's a big black guy, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, like even if you don't know who's on, like we're like we're going to the show Saturday. There are some guys I just don't know. It's like I know we're being marks. Like I, I, I know that, but like, you know, like, uh, it just drives me crazy. Yeah, it's like we're going to the show on Saturday, and like I said, there's there's guys that I don't know. So like, I'm gonna educate myself. To like go have a good time, you know. It's like say, it's, it's like say you're you're gonna go like you know listen to the orchestra live for the first time, and you have no idea like who this composer is, but like you're kind of interested, which is why you're going. So you do your homework, you listen to that composer, and then you go and you can kind of enjoy it a little better. That's the way I see like you know, going to like a new promotion or watching new wrestling and like, I'm going to educate myself. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's with, it's with anything new in your life. You know, take, you would think. take a chance. Yeah. Um, so just, sub, so we just submarined it again, but um, you know, cut to the end. We get a Hindu press from Sanjay Dutt. He wins. Um, he hits on shark boy. So that should have made you pop a little bit. Um it so, like I said, it it sounds like we skipped over like a lot of this match, but it it's hard to explain. There wasn't anything that we needed to point out. You know, there 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 wasn't anything 
that oh this is a great high point in this match yeah like it was very one note for me in that in that regard to where if there was something more we'd share it but for me there it just never got to that next step i'm with you and you know what it could be because um I know this is just a qualifying match to get into the Super X Cup. And, you know, the story is all oh, all four of these guys are you know, trying to win the match to get into the, you know, Super X Cup. But I think I, I think I needed a little. I mean, the match did its job. I'll say that. It's just I wanted yeah, more yeah, yeah. and I knew that I shouldn't have asked for more. Yep, that's fair. <sighs> So now we have, um, so now we have the French fries backstage. He's interviewing Conan and uh, Ron Killings. Um, if I could step in, this is one of the worst fucking promos I've ever heard, and I mean it from the sense of like it just seems so corny. Like, like we're gonna do the damn thing. Yep. Like, what? And then after that, now again, to be fair, it is 2005, and some people didn't live 2005, I did. But just, uh, really like, and I know they're the, what are they, the the three live crew, you know what I'm saying? Three live crew. And like, I get it, like, and that's their gimmick. Uh, But Conan was terrible, Killings was terrible, like, be jizzle and like it just sounded like oh like uh it 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 just was bad it was bad yeah it was so bad um so pretty much um they haven't heard um Ron Ron Killings and Conan the three left crew they haven't heard from Conan or they haven't heard from uh BG in about a month and he needs to holla at them yeah yeah, he needs to holler at them, and then when they're done, they're gonna go do the damn thing. Yep, they're gonna go do the damn thing. That's right. That's right. And then, and then wait till we get to that match. Anyway, <laughs> um, next match up, we get, um, we get. Simon Diamond and David Young taking on the team of Apollo and Sonny Siaki. If you are a TNA original, you know exactly who Apollo and Sonny Siaki are. Um, Sonny Siaki probably just I could do a whole video on him or a whole or a whole episode. Just he has the look and like no talent. Hey, I was going to ask because I have no idea who these guys are. <laughs> so. um, all right. So first, Simon has a problem. Okay. 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 Well, one, um, I would have lost all every damn penny I've ever earned if someone would have been like, hey, Jeff, is, was Simon Diamond in TNA? No, he's an ECW. He's an ECW guy. I would have <laughs> lost it all. He came out and I was like, Simon Diamond? Like, yep. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> you don't go here. Yeah, what are you doing here? And then um, it's the, it, 
it's then funny the other guys go ahead. come out and they're they're putting the Puerto Rican guy over like he's done all of this and he's done this and he's done that I'm like all right, all right you know like he's been heavyweight champion and this that, and that I'm like cool and then yeah. the other guy Siaki just looks like a guy he is he's just he's just generic wrestler um so so Simon Diamond brings in Dave, David Young as the new as the new diamond in the rough. Um, mm. oh, Apollo can work. Sonny Siaki can't. That's really all you need to know. Yes. Um, they tried to push Sonny Siaki in the early TNA days and didn't really get with the fans, so they pulled back. So, um, But yeah, si- Simon Diamond would be back in TNA in 2010 too. So. Ugh. Five years later, uh, yeah, they did their uh, they they did their hardcore justice show. Oh, okay, 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 it makes sense. Then. So, so that, so in that regard, it's a little different. Um, he would actually, so in India, he was actually. He he wasn't released until two thousand and eight. Getting it, getting that money, getting a paycheck, and then resigned the next year. Um, and then it was was this, a, was this a pay to go away deal? No. Um, and then he was in a six man tag at Hardcore Justice. Um, it was. Um, him, Kid Cash, and Johnny Swinger, um, taking on the FBI. So that's uh, so that's Little Guido, Tony Mamaluke, and Tracy Smothers. Tracy. Um, I've actually reviewed that show. It's in the Lost episodes. If you want to learn more about that, uh-uh. um, it has a blue light over it. The like a like a soft blue light over the show the entire time it's weird um and tna really doesn't have the rights to ecw so um they constantly refer to ecw as like you know that philly promotion or you know that extreme promotion um it it was kind of awkward in that um so like you know tony mama luke had to be you know tony luke and oh, little Guido was, you know, Guido Meritato. Um, it was fine. Yeah, you got to make sure you don't get sued. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this match is okay. Um, this is a TV match, if I can best describe it. Um, it's, um, let me, let me put it to you in a better way. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah. Um, Apollo is a worker. Everybody else is just there watching him. Yeah, I mean that's that's literally it. Um, he's. I I thought it was going to be the opposite way because, like, you know, usually, usually when they're talking somebody up and giving you his credentials and trying to get him over, it's because, yep, chakra they want to get him over. You know what I'm saying? But it's usually because he's not that great. No, this guy was actually pretty good. 
mm-hmm. uh, which I, which so, like so when I first heard them like trying to put him over, I thought like okay, well like uh, Siaki's going to be the dude, you know, and this guy is going to be the schmuck, and no, it was the other way around. Yeah, um, Apollo and Siaki win. That's, you know, Apollo hits a TKO. That was it. Nothing, nothing super special, nothing super egregious. I mean, it didn't go, but, you know, six minutes tops. So you got to get all your spots in in this six minute window. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Um, Anything else you want to add? No, it was so generic. It. Like, yeah, it, it just was. Um, it, it it wasn't a pay per view match to me. Yeah, like you said. Um, we get the advertisement for Bound for Glory that's coming up, and then ah, this. There's this and another match that I put side by side uh, for my match of the night for different reasons. Um, so up next, it is Samoa Joe taking on Chris Saban. Um, if you can't see Jeff, he has a huge smile on his face right now. Um, he's super happy. Jeff, go ahead. Um, um, one... Uh... Chris Saban, I don't know if you remember this card, but I said it not too long ago. Um, you know, and and there's nothing wrong with aging, but remember we we did a pay per view or something not too long ago, and I was like, God, Chris Saban looks like no disrespect to the dads, but Chris Saban just looks like somebody's dad or like your dad's friend who is your dad's age but doesn't have kids, so he kind of still is. You know, he never had kids, so he's like you know, still always live free and, you know, has a Porsche and, you know, like having fun living life, you know? Yeah. Um, God, here he looks so young. He's such a baby face. It's yeah. crazy. I hadn't seen him look like look like this in a long time. Um, thank God he's not wearing those stupid-ass short, cut-up shorts. <laughs> um, um, and some, he's not from Michigan yet, but... Nope. But, yeah, this match is... Yeah, you can split hairs, but probably the match of the night. Well, no, th- this match is match of the night for me. I mean, Samoa Joe, and this is prime Samoa Joe. And I wouldn't even actually say it's prime. Uh, I guess it's a, I, I would say this is, and no disrespect to Joe, this is just younger Joe rounding into form. You know, I think he's getting yes. into his – he's still feeling his, his way out. He's not in his prime here, and he's really good, um, which, again, also gets me back to Ring of Honor because all that stuff is great. I know people – don't know it exists but anyway um like carrie silken said um they were in the red and then punk first joe started happening and pulled them up out of the red you know profitable Mm -hmm. and blah 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 blah. uh yeah this match is great it's a wrestling match it's joe doing joe things um i mean I, i i think this is what when if I can put words in your mouth, Cod, I think this is what Cod's talking about during this time period, as in like seeing things new and seeing things different. 
Because if Joe was on WWE television at this time, they wouldn't give him the time of day because he doesn't look like anything. You know, so he would be doing some type of, I don't know, he would be like a Samoan something. Like, you know, he'd have face paint on, or which I guess isn't a bad thing, but you get what I'm saying. Like, he would be, he, he they wouldn't let him be uh, Samoa Joe. You know, he would be some gimmicky something. And here he's not, and TNA's giving guys the right to do their own thing. They're letting you be yourself. They're not making you do anything else that WWE likes to do. Um, the wrestling in this match, everything makes sense. It's hard hitting. You have spots, you have holds, you have, uh, you know, Joe's ferociousness and his, his killer instinct. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm all on it. Saban's great. I mean, he's doing, he's playing his role in the match. All his stuff is good. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, this muscle buster is stiff. Boy, mm -hmm. Joe Joe kind of didn't get him back on his flat back. Um, but again, you know, muscle buster is not my move. Who am I to tell Joe how to do his muscle buster? But <laughs> um, outside of that, uh, yeah, I enjoyed this. Um, the 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 silver like ball necklace that Joe is wearing is the most two thousand five thing ever you know <laughs> i had i hadn't seen one of those in a long time i may go on amazon see if they have some I, I think oh I my one, god but, um yeah joe can do no wrong i mean he, he's really he's literally a wrestling machine um that's it that's it your boy charles whatever is great here the ref rudy too, charles well. rudy yeah. charles yeah he's yeah. money um one more thing before i get out of here uh i the canvas on this ring is like loose and it's Man. been dry. It drove me nuts all night long. Yeah. Um, you didn't notice yeah. it in the earlier matches because they were a little slower. Um, yes. Yeah, so but then when you start getting a little force, you know, yeah. guys are really stopping and cutting in the ring. And it's like, and again, obviously it works, you know, who am I, you know, but it's, it's not supposed to be like that, but you know, Hey, no one got hurt. Mm, fair. Fair, fair enough. Um, this is uh, Joe's only been in the company now for a month. Um, he debuted oh, last see, I didn't month. Know that. Yeah, he debuted last month at Slammiversary, uh, went over Sanjay Dutt. Um, and a fun fact for all you Samoa Joe fans before um, he went to NXT, um, after he left Impact in 2015, he made a pit stop. Back in Ring of Honor, mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. know this. I forgot about you, this. You know that? I yeah, I, I forgot about it. I think is okay, more okay. is more yeah. accurate. Um, the more you do these shows, the more you, the more information you have to tuck away to make room for more information. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah. So Samoa Joe left Impact February twenty fifteen. Made his return to Ring of Honor uh, March 1st and had a world title match at Supercard of Honor 9. <laughs> like, yep. at Samoa Joe. Um, yeah, I mean. And then in May, he would he would make his debut in NXT, May 2015. Um, but, yeah, this match is everything 
you you think it is. Um, yes, this is a very in in the world of TNA a very young Samoa Joe. But if you've seen Samoa Joe prior to TNA, this is that Samoa Joe, and I think when you talk about peak Samoa Joe, you have to talk about Kurt Angle, and I think that the feud that him and Angle had when Angle debuted in the company, I think that's really what put Samoa Joe over the top. And I don't think that he needed, um, I, I don't think that he needed to be put over the top, but I think that a feud with Kurt Angle kind of, you know, forced that hand a little bit. And I think it is why we have the Samoa Joe we have today. Um, just something about Kurt Angle just being one of the best wrestlers to ever wrestle. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this match has everything. We even get an Olay chant. Um, maybe we'll see El Generico sooner rather than later. Um, but a lot of back and forth, a lot of hard hitting. Um, this is a match you definitely want to watch. Um, oh yeah, Chris Saban here is 23. Um, I know you're saying that you were a young man. Yeah. Um, so Saban hits an insiguri. Uh, Chris Saban goes up top. Uh, (laughs) um, Joe kicks his legs out, hits a muscle buster. As, As he ever. Um. Then you get a coquina clutch, and that's it. It was really good. Yeah, it was really good. And I'm, and I'll kind of explain yeah. like why I'm so torn on like what my match of the night is when we get to the other match, um, because I think it'll make a little bit more sense. So, um, go ahead. And, and on the finisher, you get a, um. Hand raised and drop, you know, and drops on three, which I thought was a good thing. You know, don't make him tap out. Saban mm-hmm. looks, not that he looks like strong, but he looks like a, like a, comp- a fighting competitor in a match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't. I don't good. think we do enough of that. I think, I think now nowadays in wrestling, we have so many like we have a handful of gimmicks. Say more well, than a handful. Um, because that are like, yeah. because everybody thinks they know better. That's mm-hmm. why. So many mixed martial arts gimmicks and like combat group gimmicks. And like now we have referees that like you see, like, you know, the pat. So we don't do the arm thing anymore. And we're so, I think, jaded by the world of MMA that you see somebody's out now. We don't have to do that. And newsflash. Pro wrestling is not MMA. <laughs> like, oh. can we can we stop? Like, it's not the... a you, you can't. It's not a real fight because once you start making things a real fight, then it's not wrestling anymore. Like, that's the you know, the yeah, Orange exactly. Cassidy's not, not the Orange Cassidy or whoever is not beating. You know, I don't know, like Wardlow. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I'm just saying like, because then that would be a real fight. Like that's no. you know, can't do that. Um, so we get a video package for our next match. 
Um, you boy, Jimmy Hart. Uh, oh, mouth of the south. He tells Team Canada to bring the hockey stick because he's bringing his microphone. And it leads into our next match. It is Team Canada. That's, that's Bobby Roode, Eric Young, and A1. Um, yeah, not the steak sauce. Not to be confused no, with steak sauce. No, steak sauce is better. Taking on Lance Hoyt and um, your current champions, the Naturals. That would be um, that would be Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens. Hmm. I have no idea who these guys are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no disrespect to Mister Douglas, but never heard uh, of him. Uh, um, Lance, oh, Lance, one your man Lance Hoyt is just ripped. You know, what I'm yeah. Saying? This is two thousand five. 2005's tramp stamp at all. He's he's ripped. He's got highlights. I mean, he's got leather. I mean, this is 2005 to the max. I mean, he just looks like, you know, the bass player for Three Doors Down. He just, just, man. If you could 2005 this shit up more. I mean, I just, that's another thing I, I, I enjoy about watching these shows. You just go back and you just look at, you know, like guy in the crowd's wearing a Kansas Paul Pierce Paul Pierce jersey. You know, it's just the going back. Oh my God. You, you, I'm just like when you watch these, like you do go back in time a little bit. You know, yeah. I think that's that's fun. I think I think I think that's a it's a part of it. Yeah, um, this is definitely 2005, like for sure. Everybody has uh, band T-shirts on, or like old jerseys. Like, jerseys. Um, it's great. It yeah. is. Absolutely there's is. always one, there, there's always one that pops me at least one. Yep. Yep. And in here too, you see women, you see kids, you see, you know, it's not just, this is a family you know, show. Okay. It's not just neck beards, you know, it's got a little bit of everything. <laughs> Do you say neck beards? Yeah, throat beers, neck beers. No, they're not just marks like AEW marks. They're actually, you know, real fans. All right. Well, okay, I'm not gonna say real fans. I apologize. They're real fans. But I mean, like, th- this crowd is diverse, very diverse. Yes. They're like old people in this crowd. Like, when was the last time you saw somebody old at wrestling? What do I know? Um. This match was fine for me. Um, I think there's a little uh, bit too much. I think there's a little bit too much stick for me to really get involved and enjoy it the way that I should have. And yeah, it's. Um, I think you just have too many personalities in this match, and mm-hmm. I think that's that's it. Um, you know, so there's a lot of look at me. You got Jimmy Hart. And, He's he gets kicked out later, you know, you know, or you know, it's 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 just got a lot of stuff going on. Like like I said, with personalities. But don't worry, he gets ejected and leaves his megaphone behind. Yeah, well, he's smart. I mean, it's not a basketball, so there's that. Damn it! 
Um, yeah, this is a serviceable six-person tag match. There's nothing wrong with the work that's done. Um, it's clean. I think for me, just a little bit too much stick to get involved. Um, so Rude gets the megaphone, hits the naturals. They're out. Eric uncovers. Um, goddamn, which one of them? Chase Chase Stevens. Yeah, and Team Canada win. Yep, yep, just like that. Um, Canadian mugging at its finest, yeah. Bun Canada. Um, but again, it's it seems like when we do these matches, you know, that people might think that we just skip over them or have nothing constructive to say. What what I see in this match is it's a very serviceable, clean tag match. There's nothing wrong, but there's nothing that's going to pop out at you. There's nothing that pops out and says, hey, this is something that you need to cover. You know, and the shtick for me, we covered it. You know, nope. I almost, I almost freaking said Teddy Hart. God damn it. Um, Jimmy Hart gets tossed, leaves his microphone for God knows what reason at the time, but then no one to come back. You know, that it'll come back into play and there's your finish. So it it's it's serviceable. I help help yeah. help me out here. No, yeah. By no by no means is it a bad match. But if it's not anything that you need to write home about, that's not a bad thing. It's not. But you know, we don't have to go in depth about, you know, just a regular tag match. And we are the wrestling purists, so I don't want to. I, I don't. We're not saying it's regular in the sense of like we want to see flips and all that because we definitely don't. But I mean, you know, it's a good match. You know? Yeah. Well, well said. Because um, I know you're really excited for the next one. Um, Can't wait. <sighs> So our next match is three live crew. I'd be uh, Conan and Mr. Ron Killings himself taking on the team of Monty Brown and Kip James. You might know Kip James better as uh, the one Billy Gunn. Um, and then, and so, so Conan comes out and he's like really gimpy. Yep. Did you notice that? Like he's yep. real hitchy. Like mm-hmm. uh, looks like a hip issue or something like that. So I was like, is he gonna be all right? You know what I mean? I mean, I guess he was fine. He didn't do too much to be fair to him, you know, in this match. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but he's obviously limping bad. Yeah. Um. So I did say Kip James. Now, what I want to clarify because. My last month's anniversary, and up to this point, he's been known as uh, the outlaw. <laughs> um, why? Who the hell knows? Um, yeah. So he goes on, and I think you're supposed to just feel compassion in this promo, but I don't. Um, that him and BG were a great tag team. Uh, BG's family's been great to him. Um, 
And then he says, since Bullet Bob loves me like a son, he's going to be known as Kip James now. Where the Kip came from, who the hell knows? Who the hell cares? Yeah. I love um, the I love the yeah. Bullet Bob name drop though. Yeah. Um, I can't I can't remember if he was if he was in TNA at this point or not, because I know that they have a, that Bullet Bob had a tag a tag yeah. match at one point, but um uh yep. We get to the match, like you said, Conan's limping. Big brawl to start. Um I think um again one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, this this match for me was all over the place. Um, I wasn't a fan. At one point, Conan goes behind the announce table and there's a cookie sheet behind the announce table because, <laughs> you know, they're going to bake at some point tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just... Sometimes there's no selling. Um, you know, Monty Brown's got on a see-through. I mean, it's 2005, folks. Yep. Monty Brown's got a see-through <laughs> leopard print shirt on with like red <laughs> tape on his hands and jeans. He looks like he, he he looks like you know like Jerome Hardy or something like Matt and Jeff Hardy is like down the street neighbor who's like their uncle. You know, I don't know. Yep. Um, Conan again is in a jersey, and it just, I, you know, this was, you know, the first ref takes a ref bump. He gets, yep. uh, uh, um, Conan cracks him over the head with the cookie sheet, but it's for no reason. You know, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't, they did it, but they didn't do it for anything, if that makes it, you know, like there wasn't any angle out of it, or, oh, it's a ref bump because we need to do this angle. Like, nope. They ref bump, they take him out, and my man Rudy Charles jumps in there and, you know, who hope he needed to get a raise at this point for doing what he's doing for yep. TNA. But, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, it's just, this is all over the place. Um, There's so much denim in this match that it's not funny. <laughs> like, every, everybody in the ring is wearing bootcut jeans. And I know, again, for some people, 2005, like, bootcut jeans, what's that? Uh, trust me. Um, if we got to tell you, it's already too much. All the bootcut jeans in this, in this, uh, in this match. Yeah, but uh, Ron Killings is a freak show, though. Yes, he's a freak show. He's a he. Yeah. He's he's a star right now. Yeah, yeah. two thousand five. He's a star. And look, when I say one of these things is not like the other, in twenty twenty two, looking back now. You would not say that Ron Killings would be the star of this match. No, I would have lost money. Yeah, and he carries this match at times. Oh, yeah, he does. He does. And this match only goes for just over five minutes. Um, I can't remember if it was billed as a street fight. Um, but that would explain the cookie sheet. Um but I didn't know I didn't know it was, and then once I saw the cookie sheet shot on the ref, I was like, okay, well, this must be a street fight, <laughs> you know, <laughs> AEW style, directional, um, or you know, name the city street fight. Must be one of those UE, uh, one of those UEW rules. 
don't know. I'm going to start burying motherfuckers now. I don't care. <laughs> uh, uh, you'll learn You'll learn more about that soon if you're listening. Um, but, um, but Monty Brown hits the pounce on Ron Killings. Um, and it's wild because, uh, because BG just looks on as Monty Brown pins Ron Killings. Yeah. So they, so they, I didn't, I didn't like this. So they played this angle. Um, and I guess, God, do you know what, how this ends? I would assume. Um, how the whole thing ends just how this ends. No, no, no. Like how this ends with with B Jizzle. Like you know, like after this program, like after this pay per view, like you know what happens? Because my my thing here is like, so he comes out and watches for a second, then goes into the ring and they give him a chair and he wants to hit him, but he doesn't. He walks out and I'm just like, you like like you're showing that that he's 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 doesn't know what to do. But he still wasn't out there for his team. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he still watched his team get beat up. So, it's like, well, I, I, I think we know what's going on here. So, I didn't like that. Um, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I, I will say this. At the end, like I said, they give him a chair and they want him to hit Ron Killings. Um, this is not a non-modern-day wrestling thing. So Ron Killings is on the ground and he's trying to get up and they're kicking him and he's trying to get up and they're kicking him and he's fighting, not fighting back, but they didn't just like, Hey, I'm going to punch you two times in the head and then you're going to lay on the ground and be knocked out for the whole segment, which is 10 minutes here. Like, you know, no good wrestling psychology, you know, Ron Killings still has some life in his body and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to do something. They did that correctly. Yeah, so this would go back and forth um, almost towards the end of the year. Um, it wouldn't be until, I want to say almost the beginning of 2006, um, that they would reform and just be called the James Gang. Generic bullshit, but the James Gang. Is it kind of like the younger James Gang? But then you got to think, is there an older James gang? No. Now, I can't. I pulled that quote off a movie. I can't absolutely remember for the life of me. But it's the most early to mid 2000s like um, cow, cowboy movie. Um, you see, now I have to look it up because I feel like once I tell you what it is, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that movie. It's shit. Yeah. Um. Uh... American Outlaws in oh, 2001. Yeah. And it's um and it's the story of Jesse James and you know Cole and Cole Younger. Yep, 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 um, yep, yep. What a 2000s-esque movie. Like God damn. I I had it on I, I had it on DVD, so I watched it pretty pretty religiously. <laughs> That's is that Colin Farrell that's in that? Yep. Okay, okay. Um, it is Colin Farrell and uh, Ready to Rumble fame is Scott Can. Um, legendary screen actor Timothy Dalton is a is a is a yeah. Pinkerton agent. Yeah, it's pretty. See now that I'm 
rat rattling this off and looking at it. It's obviously not good. Let, let let's be honest. Like it's bad, but anyway, there's a submarine the show once again. Um we have video package with um AJ Styles and Sean Waltman. Then we get the French fries with Jerry Lynn. Uh, Jerry Lynn says it's been a frustrating year. Um, and then Shane Douglas asks if he, uh, if Jerry Lynn's going to side with one or the other. Um, and then Jerry Lynn says something very interesting here. He says he's feuded and fought with both men, and they were hate filled. Speak your truth. I don't remember any of this. You know, I don't. <laughs> like, I don't remember anything before this where it's been a, like almost a blood feud between Jerry Lynn and AJ Styles or Jerry Lynn and Sean Waltman. Um, AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn could be from could be from Ring of Honor, but I I'm blanking. Love me some Jerry Lynn. Yeah. Um, well, he's relegated to officiating duties here. Um, and that matches now. Jalen's especially against referee, AJ and Sean Waltman. And Sean Waltman, you might be sitting there listening to this thinking to yourself, um, he's a career mid-carder, okay? So let me tell you the TNA formula here, what we would do with these, um, you know, ex-WWE guys is – We'd bring them in, put them over heavily, and then for at least a month or two, they would at least be in the mid in the main event scene. And then depending on how it went, you'd either stay there or you'd get relegated to the mid guard. Okay, so so let, let me ask you this. Mm. When they were showing like the build up to this, you know. And I'm looking, and I'm like, man, like, uh, um, Sean Waltman, like, standing, you know, across from AJ Styles, like, he almost looked like he was Kevin Nash. He looked, did he not look huge? Mm-hmm. Like, and he, like, I, I, I obviously knew AJ Styles is a smaller dude. And again, I'm not saying like the man can't wrestle because he's smaller because he's AJ Styles, you know, for crying out loud. Yeah. But man, when I seen Sean Waltman st- and like obviously he, he like he wrestled um all, uh, at almost almost what's this guy's name the seven foot guy and like for some reason he didn't like he looked small there but he looks like smaller standing next to Sean Waltman which doesn't make any sense um man he just looked teeny tiny but yeah I totally you know. agree so to this point um. Sean Waltman had been out of the WWE since July 2002. So it's been three years, but since then he's already had one, um, one stint here in, in your TNA. Then jump to extreme pro wrestling. Yeah, that was a, uh, if you don't know what that is, go watch the Dark Side of the Ring episode. Um, and then back to TNA where he is now. So um, made a couple of pit stops, but 
still a WWE guy. Um, I thought this was pretty good. Jeff, what did you think? Um, yeah, there were spots that I didn't like, you know, but I mean, you know, I, you know, I am, uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be, you know, and, <laughs> and not because of AJ Styles. I, cause Sean Waltman is at this point, you don't know what Sean Waltman you're going to get. Well, at least I did, you know, are you going to get yeah. the one that wants to like, like work in the ring? Cause he can wrestle. Yeah. But are you, are you going to get the one that wants to be here and wants to work in the ring? Or are you going to get the one that's just here to, to collect the paycheck? Um, and he worked in the ring. So it was it was a good match. And I, I would argue, I think anybody who wrestled AJ Styles ever, and also at this point, I mean, you have to give AJ Styles your best, right? Yeah. You know, if you're if you're if you really love pro wrestling, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, this was this is definitely above average, and I say that not to insult AJ, not to insult Sean Waltman, but I think that I'm just gonna say it and just hopefully get over it when I say it. Sean Waltman has the WWE stink on him, yeah, and I kind of want to kind of get into that a little bit because. There are people now in WWE that if they were released and went somewhere else, they would have that that WWE stink. What I mean by that is like is like they are a WWE built machine, you know, and they've been they've been molded, they've been crafted, they've been in the system for as long as they have, and now they're on the outside. The fan base can only view them in a certain light. So. I, I have to give credit here to TNA because I firmly believe that they built a main eventer out of Sean Waltman. Um, he was in the main event at Slamversary in the King of the Mountain match. He is showing obviously in this match that he can, that when he wants to, he can bring his chips to the table and play. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he does kick out of a Styles Clash in this match. Yeah, that that surprised me. Yep. Mm-hmm. That shows you how much they want to push him. I think so. Yeah. So see, I didn't pick up on that until, well, I didn't pick up on that, and then until I seen him pop on the kick on the Styles Clash, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, they're making uh, not Sean Waltman. They're, okay. Mm-hmm. They want you to know to know that he's a guy, you know. Yeah, and that's which my is fine. Thing which I'm fine with, you know. Mm-hmm. If you put somebody over to that point, and and you as booking and creative are taking those proper steps to not be like, oh, well, he's just coming in off the street, just kicking out of everything. No, they've really built him up, and. You know, it, it's kind of a bummer that the crowd didn't really get behind him as a main eventer because, like I said, WWE stink, man. It's a real thing. Yeah. But he kicks out of that clash, um, and AJ misses a spiral tap. I'm like, holy shit. Um, X-Factor, he's going to win. <laughs> I was getting worked for a second. 
Um, uh, well, well, again, like I said, when he popped on the Star Clash, it you, makes you come to the edge of your seat a little bit, right? Yep. You start trying, you start trying to remember, like, wait a minute, like, he doesn't win here, does he? You know, like, yep. Again, I had never seen this. I was like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna put this guy ready to stop, are they? Like, yeah. Um, listen, that that whole sequence popped me hard because I really thought they were gonna put him over. And you know what? Either way, I would have been fine with that. Um, because then your special guest ref stipulation gets in the way. Um, you know, because Sean Waltman, you know, goes for the roll up. He's got the ropes and Jerry Lynn kicks his feet off. And then AJ hits the Styles Clash and wins. You know, so... I I enjoyed the last portion of this match a lot. Yeah. Especially yeah. because there was that there was that believability that either guy could win. And I think that's the for for me, that's what I really enjoy in a in a wrestling match is you're going in and you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Yes, it's predetermined. Yes, you, know, you probably know who's going to win, but you go in and you don't really know who's going to win. It's it's great. It's the best. It's the best part about the sport. And and just listening to you say it, like it's and nowadays in modern wrestling, it sounds well. It sounds so elementary, mm-hmm. but but that's what it is. Like and again, we've lost sight of professional wrestling. Now it's just people doing moves on, uh, you know, we want to go see people do moves on each other. And that's what it is now. And I understand that. Then it's, I'm the minority and it's passing me by and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, some of us are pro wrestling fans, purists, and there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with actually knowing who is going to win, knowing someone's mm-hmm. going to win if yeah. it's done correctly. There's nothing exactly. wrong with that. Sometimes, sometimes it's got to be what you think it is. Um, but if you can put, you know, uh, just a sliver of doubt, like you know, in that contest, you know, in, in that match, then it's, you know, it's still it's still pure. It still has its, um, you know, and and maybe and some people maybe they they're like ah oh, no they never was that word, um, you know. So I guess it depends on the person, but. If you can put a little seed of doubt in there where someone's like, we're not going to do this, are they? Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's worth his weight in gold. You've done your job. You've booked it correctly. Agreed. So then we move on. Um, Jeff Jarrett's in the back with uh, Larry Zabisco. Um, Jarrett wants his title shot. Uh, Zabisco says he's got to wait in line. He says that Rhino's here and Jarrett's uh, wants to welcome him back with the guitar. So already setting that up and into our next video package for our next match. It is Christopher Daniels defending uh, his TNA X division championship against uh, one Peter Williams. Um, um, yeah, this one was another banger. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Um, so for for me, 
I think that now you're looking at what the landscape of TNA really is. And for me, your top heel stable in TNA is going to be Team Canada. And they just want to get into everybody's into everybody's face and just take TNA by storm. And they do a really great job of getting over his heels. Yeah, they do. Um, and again, like I didn't watch in this time period, but they're they're getting over. Um, I popped when they they were coming out, and one two. If you're not paying attention, you won't realize that the, the Canadian flag's on a hockey stick. So there's that. Um, you know, so they come out and there's like two guys in the crowd that are like straight faced with their hands over their heart. And, oh, it just popped me so bad. It's good. You know, as, as they're all coming out. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'd argue that this team came to the thing is a bit off of, off, off of WWE, but you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to get themselves over and they're being the best heelish thing you could do. Yeah, and the thing that I really enjoy about this match is the fact that Petey Williams, he's in a heel stable, so he already kind of is canceling the champion's advantage with the fact that he has somebody with him out at ringside But the other part I enjoy about this is it doesn't get um, like that. Like there is some interference in this match. Don't get me wrong. Um, But the interference in the match doesn't really have a great effect. Um, Like there's a point in this match where um, where you have Daniels hits a flatliner and then it's right into a Koji clutch, and A1 pulls P.D. Williams to the ropes to get a break. Um, because if he didn't, the match was going to be over, so he had to. You know, it's... Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, you know, you have the ref getting in a, A1's face, they're back and forth. Um, but it was that, and then... Um, there's the spot at the end and that's it. So I, I enjoyed that the outside interference didn't play a heavy handed role in the match. Um, because that always kind of takes me out of it when you have somebody at ringside and they're just involved way too much. Um, and it just, it's hard to explain, but I just I can't get as invested with a match that has outside interference that just bogs the match down with it. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, what did what did you think, also, Jeff? While you're at it, um, see, so I thought that I thought that this. W- I actually kind of, I kind of 
I thought it was fine, actually, to be mm. honest, because like it, it wasn't enough. Like it wasn't, it wasn't egregious to me. Yep. You know, so I didn't have a problem with it. Um, especially in the world we live in now, where you know we're just doing things to do them, and all this, you know, you got to do all these steps to get to this, that, and the other. Like, no, it it wasn't it wasn't super outrageous. So I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, um, the finish is um, it's that A1 tosses uh, some brass knucks into P.D. Williams. Christopher Daniels has a chain. Um, he hits P.D. Williams with the chain, takes out A1. Uh, Daniels hits a BME and wins. Um, Does he ever? Yeah, that BME is beautiful when he Absolutely. hits it. When he hits it. Don't ask him to hit it in 2022 or – the last three years really um but when he hit that bme it was it was on point yeah absolutely um but it it was a, it was a good match i really enjoyed it um really just told a good story between the two of um you know christopher daniels being the champion pd williams being the heel challenger um a little bit of a little bit of chicanery in there, but overall, really decent match. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my Mike Tanane Don West, um, plugging the next show, uh, video package for our main event. Um, some guy in the crowd. <laughs> I had a steel chair that um, had used my chair on it. Yes, good. You know that's that, that's from the good old days when you, you used to see that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Jer- Jeremy Borash is playing the role of uh, Michael Buffer here, and we have our main event. It is um, a no surrender dog collar match for the NWA. World Heavyweight Championship. Um, it is Raven defending against Abyss, uh, who is with Father James Mitchell. Um, Raven lays the belt in the ring, and we're off. And Jeff, I know you're a Raven guy. Um, I know you've been waiting for this the entire show. Um, <laughs> what? Go ahead. What did What did you think about our? Uh, no surrender you, main main event. You go first. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go first. So this is the match I was talking about earlier. Um whether it was my match of the night or not. And is it a great match? No, it's not. But is it serviceable? It is, but it also brings like it puts both men in their comfort zone, I think. Um, obviously, yeah. Ray was an ECW guy, Abyss, that's his style of wrestling. Um, they play to the match, and the match plays to the crowd. So I guess in some some ass hat backwards way, they're playing to the crowd for this match, which I'm totally fine for. Um there is everything in this match and is this, I mean, it's a gimmick match, 
but I think it's done a little more tastefully than one we may have seen this past Wednesday night. Because it's not yeah. a gimmick on a gimmick on a gimmick. It is what it tells you it is. It's dog collar match. The last dog collar match we saw was CM Punk and, and MJF. And um, while not right on par with the wrestling aspect, I think for the reason that there's a dog collar match in the first place, I think they tell a great story. I think... I think the violence is top notch. Um, both men take their fair share of damage. Um, so, looking at it, I'd probably give my match of the night to Samoa Joe Chris Saban, but this is for me, entertainment wise, not far behind it. Uh, yeah, that's not a bad take at all. Um, so, this is. Um, one, I love a dog collar match. Um, this is a good match. It's not it, it's not a Raven and Punk dog collar, you know what I mean? Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, but it's not it's not gonna be because it's a disc, you know, it's fine. But I didn't think it was bad. I think one, like I'm not an abyss guy and I get a lot of heat for that. Like mm-hmm. again, but I'm not saying he's I don't have any I don't have a hill to die on for abyss. Like I don't think he's not bad at all. Like like that's not what I'm saying, you know. But I'm just not his biggest fan. I don't see it, you know. But yeah, for two guys, especially for abyss, that this is his style of match. Um, uh, it was good to me. Raven's definitely leading this match because uh, I love me some Raven. Um, called the Raven Evermore. Um, but. Yeah, it kind of had a lot of the elements that you 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 want in a dog collar match, but minus but with a little storytelling, and minus just a lot of the modern day dog collar stuff. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess I wouldn't say modern day because Lord knows the last time we had a dog collar match. But like there was there wasn't modern wrestling tropes inside this dog collar match. So yes, uh, um, I enjoyed it. Um, everything looked real, like they're in the sense of there wasn't they weren't doing anything like hokey with the dog collar. You know, um, Abyss played his role as like the bigger guy, you know, and he used that as an, at, at his advantage, obviously, and uh, and everything was 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 legit. So, um, again, not a bad dog collar match to me. Nothing to write home about mm-hmm. either, but you know, again. I don't mind you doing gimmicks. Just execute them, mm-hmm. you know? And this was executed correctly. So no problem with it at all. Agreed, yeah. Um, the finish, um, Raven powerbombs Abyss into the tax. First of all, Raven powerbombing Abyss was awesome to see. Um, then Raven gets a black hole slam. Um then Raven DDT into the tax. Raven wins. Um, just like you said, though, the main the main goal of a gimmick match is not just to put over the gimmick, but to make sure it's booked correctly in the first place. You know, you can put over the gimmick all you want. Say, for example, um, 
I'll pull from this just because it happened just days ago. It was the barbed wire everything match on on Dynamite, you know. And then all the all the goons were in a were in a shark cage, but then they get out of the shark cage. And for those that are sitting there listening to this, say, "Oh well, they're well they're the heels. They're supposed to do bad things. You know, they're supposed to break the rules." Um. Yeah, well, they still did it. So the gimmick was useless. Don't even put them in there to begin with. Yeah, the, 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 there was no point. And again, this was this was a gimmick match, but they were doing gimmicks, and it wasn't like a like, ha ha, like look at us, look at how cool, you know, like. Look how cool we are! We're having this gimmick match, and look at all these gimmicks that we're doing. Like you know, it, it wasn't like hot shot gimmicks. They were mm-hmm. doing this match. Everything made sense. Now, I didn't like the run in, but I mean, it is what it is. But, um, uh, but I mean, again, everything was inside the match and makes sense. Like you know, stable gun, uh, dollar bills to heads. I mean, I could have went without that necessarily. Um, but still, like it wasn't. It was an over-the-top match without being in your face, in your face, in your face, in your face. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, oh, well, next we're going to try to cut some. But it's like John Moxley. Next we're going to try to cut somebody's head off. Like yeah. what? Why, why would you have to do that in this match? <laughs> no need for that. No, you're you're absolutely right, and I think, and I think we've made our point is that this gimmick did its job. The match worked. Everything was fine. It was good. There was no. There was one run in during during the match. It didn't kill the gimmick. It didn't counter no, it the didn't. gimmick. It didn't. You know, it didn't counter what they were doing in the match. But when you have something like the you know, the, you know the the dynamite match, whatever it is, and your gimmicks are canceling themselves out with. Um, you know, Ty Conti not being in the shark cage. Um, you know, Sammy Guevara not being in the shark cage. Um, yeah. and then or guys we, getting out of the shark cage. Were Hill turning in a J for what reason? They're friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no. To um, to wrap this up, this is a this is a this is a good finisher. Good um good main event here. Um don't worry, it's not over yet because Jeff Jarrett's coming out. Um so he said no one can stop him, his nightmare's over, he wants the title back. Um here comes Rhino. Um Jarrett tells Raven to turn around. Rhino gives Raven a gore and Nobody calls a gore better than Don than Don West. I it's it's just all the everything that you want. Um Jarrett celebrating with the title. Rhino joins him. It's fine. It's a swerve for a swerve. Yeah. Uh, um next month at sacrifice. Um it would be a tag match. Um, Jarrett and Rhino would take on the team of Raven and a partner of his choosing. 
who was Sabu. And weird, weirdo tag match rules, too. I'm not getting into it because we're not covering it at least yet. Um, but overall, that is uh, the end of No Surrender 2005. Um, we're on the same boat with the um, match of the night. Um, what other last thoughts do you have here, Jeff? Um, I thought that this was um, not a bad pay-per-view by any means. Um, Again, I'm probably, you know, indifferent just because I don't have any good or bad thoughts about TNA because I didn't really watch it, you know, like that, like that. Um, so, again, like I love going into these things because I get to see things for the first time or maybe not for the first time, but, mm-hmm. you know, through a, a guy, you know, within, with, without any preconceived notion. So um, this wasn't a bad card. I mean, of course, every card's going to have – stuff you don't like you know whatever Mm. but for the most part these things were portrayed correctly and portrayed in a really good light so yeah i'm this is a good card absolutely agree um the back half of the card um honestly without the street fight was actually really good um really enjoyed it save and joe obviously killed it um, no really other egregious matches. I mean, there was there was something to take away from everything from every one of these matches. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's if you go back and you watch this show, I say take it with a grain of salt and just keep your mind open because if you do, you're gonna get something positive out of it. Um, if you come in and oh, it's just another TNA show. Well, what, what are we, what are we, you know, learning from this now? It's that TNA knew what yeah. they were doing. Yep. You know whether or not they succeeded or not in the long run is neither here nor there. In the short term, they they had a goal, they succeeded. Um, like I said, at least for the short term, um, and they knew at least what they what they were trying to, trying to do. So can't fault them for that. Um, but what I can fault you for, listeners, is uh, not going over to the Twitter page or the Facebook page, WPPod1. Um, Jeff, where can they find you on Twitter? Um, Jeff M. Hall 2. You switched? Oh, no, sorry. That's, sorry. That's me. Oh, Jeff M. Hall 1. God. Jeff M. Hall 1. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Ah. Good old Jeff M. Hall one. Right. Um, it's hard out here being Jeff M. Hall. That's fair. Um, next time on the Retro Review Series, and this is this is one that I've wanted to do for a long time. This is one that has begged at least Jeff to cover let alone the both of us. And um, we're going to have Eddie Shepard on, back, back on next week for the show. Um, so extremely excited for that. Um, this is Money in the Bank 2011. This is the infamous CM Punk John Cena match uh, from good old um, Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. 
you can friggin you you can bring a hockaloogie and hit the city of Chicago. So, um, infamous for a number of reasons. I want to save it, um, because I'm gonna tell you what. There's gonna be a lot to discuss on this one. Um, yes. There's a lot on this card. There's gonna be a lot to discuss. There's gonna be a lot of probably me just sitting back and just listening to Jeff talk about this. Um, and it'll be a blessing for us all. Oh, we'll see. But yes. Um but that's what we have in store for next week. Keep an eye out. Um over the days and coming um, for a for a podcast entry um, for my thoughts on last night's death before dishonor and the um, shocking retirement of Vincent Kennedy McMahon that'll be out at some point this week uh, before that our next retro review loads up um, but from all of us here at the wrestling Paris podcast thank you so much for listening We've hit our finisher. The only thing that's left is the one, two, three.